0: Back in 2021, the healthcare tech landscape saw a very interesting new company, and that's Glass Health that I mentioned in the intro to this. So founded by Derek Paul, who's a former medical student at UC San Francisco, and also Graham Ramsey, who is an engineer at Women's Health Company, Modern Fertility, the company initially launched as a notebook for clinicians. So the notebook aimed to help medical professionals store, organize, and share their approaches for diagnosing and treating various conditions. So Ramsey articulated that the original goal was to create a quote, personal knowledge management system for doctors serving as an evergreen resource throughout their career. Now, this is really interesting, um, because you see a lot of the companies that are really succeeding right now in AI are companies with data. And it's really interesting, because this is a company right from the very from the beginning, they were collecting data, they're allowing doctors to store a lot of their, you know, quote, unquote, is like, doctors were able to dump all of the everything that they knew um, onto a page. And uh, this is where they're gathering a ton of data. So this is what Ramsey said, quote, during the pandemic, we witnessed the overwhelming burdens of our healthcare system and the worsening crisis of healthcare provider burnout. Uh, that was actually Paul that said that and said, our empathy for frontline providers catalyzed us to create a company committed to fully leveraging technology to improve the practice of medicine. So back in 2001, they you know got this whole thing kicked off. And then in 2023, Glass Health took a a pretty big pivot. So leveraging the upward trajectory of generative AI, the company shifted its focus. Now the platform is powered by a large language model that can assist in generating diagnoses and treatment options for clinicians. So physicians can input descriptions like patient demographics and symptoms, and Glass Health's AI offers a likely prognosis and clinical plan this is really interesting and also i think this is important to talk about because this is what we're seeing like this is this trend is all over tech right now where essentially you had this company founded back in 2021 probably raised money at a at a very high valuation um maybe they weren't seeing the product market fit they were wanting or maybe they just saw some you know new opportunities in ai and and kind of did a big huge pivot and now it's like oh yeah we're just like a an ai company to help you know, diagnose things for doctors. Like, duh, that's just what our company is. But, I, I you know, obviously it's not what it started as. And I think, you know, this is a no-brainer. Um, any startup that I was really actively involved in as, you know, the beginning of the year came around and we saw this big, huge wave of AI, yeah, immediately all of them turned into AI companies. We just integrated AI into everything we're doing and uh, completely changed our product. So, uh, you know, I'm not calling the kettle black and I actually think it's great because there, there's a whole bunch of, here's the thing. For a company to go from zero to hero or zero to 100, right, like completely fresh and then come up with a revolutionary idea, takes a lot of time. It takes energy to get investors or to get the team put together to actually build the product. And if a company is already like, let's say they have some version of product market fit, they have users, they have a database, they have uh, some sort of user base, and then they're able to add in AI features. Like one of my one of my uh, companies I had when AI started hitting the forefront, it was two weeks before we had some like major AI products, um, and that's just because we already had all the infrastructure, the logins, the sign-ins, the client base. Like we we had everything built out, and then immediately we're able just to start building these AI features and adding them on top of what we already had, and it felt like a very robust uh, system. Now, if we had thought of the idea. Uh, for what we had rate like when ai when ChatGPT gpt came out we'd probably still be under development working on building um you know what what is now what was you know we were able to get done in two months so i think this is awesome i think this is something we're going to see in the future um this is definitely a trend and you know good on glass health for kind of seeing this and grabbing this traction so i think while well, ai's promise in healthcare is quite um you know it looks very attractive it's not without some of its caveats so babylon health which is an ai startup backed by uk's nhs has faced a lot of criticism for essentially making inflated claims about its capabilities so glass health's offering might also bring about you know some ethical concerns of course there's you know people talked about data biases um, as the ai's trade on health records that could be influenced by different um, you know racial gender socioeconomic biases Um, But, you know, it's like, I guess you kind of have to ask yourself, even like geographically, right? Like, uh, the AI might be trained on the United States, and maybe the diet of the United States is completely different than the diet in, let's say, a country like... Argentina or Ethiopia or France, right? Like there's all sorts of different factors. And if, you know, an AI is specifically trained just on one area, maybe it's going to miss some things that are relevant um, to people in other places. So there's all sorts of like things to look at in that regard. But in any case, addressing a lot of these challenges, Paul emphasized saying, quote, Glass connects LLMs with clinical guidelines that are created and peer reviewed by our academic physician team. Our physician team members are from major academic medical centers around the country and work part-time for glass health we ask our clinician users to supervise all of our llm applications outputs closely treating it like an assistant that offers helpful recommendations here's one other thing i did want to bring up on this whole like uh you know like like people essentially are kind of poking holes in what these models are not able to do And I think, sure, like, it's totally fair um, if, you know, like, make sure if a model is saying it can do something and it isn't, like, you're holding them accountable to being, like, truthful, whatever. I I get that. But the people that just want to criticize for criticism's sake, I will say to those people, like, right now, um, of course, even, like, my my thing of, like, oh, you're living in a different geographic area and maybe the model was just trained on Americans and there's, like, differences between people that live in other places. So here's the thing current medicine and current medical journals which is where a lot of doctors get their information may just very well have the exact same problem so it's just all about the data and what i think is interesting is it's probably actually ai models that could help solve this problem in the future you can imagine an ai model like this that diagnoses diseases but it asks you exactly where you're from it looks at all the latest data from that specific area studies in your specific geo like geographic location specifically for your body type your ethnicity your You know, background, everything. I've heard a lot of like talk about, you know, uh, people saying, like, oh yeah, like my ancestors used to eat potatoes and your ancestors used to eat rice and yada yada. So today, like, my body can digest this or that better. And uh, there's all sorts of interesting things like that. And I mean, I am definitely not a nutrition coach, I'm definitely not a medical expert with medical advice or anything. And so, I mean, I can't tell you exactly how accurate that is, but I've heard things like that in a lot of different areas. And uh, what I can say is our current approach um, of medicine and everything else, we definitely are just treating everyone like the exact same, like, oh, you have X, Y, and Z. Okay, here's the pill for X, Y, and Z, where it might not actually work as well on you for your type of you yeah, know body or whatever so i think the cool thing about a lot of this ai is i think it does have the possibility of becoming uh, more customized more por- personalized to you and i know right now people might be like yeah right like look at ChatGPT; gpt it's got all sorts of errors and problems it's like give this give this tech like five years ten years um if we don't figure out any way to make it better other than to make it more personalized, I think we're going to see some really incredible advancements, and uh, it's going to be a lot more effective at, you know, doing whatever it needs to do, just based off of, like, let's say you train an AI specifically for you. Everything about you, it's got your, like, you know, your genealogy in there, like, whatever, I don't know, right? But it can really dial in on what it thinks can help you best, Um, and so, yeah, I think... Uh, it may not be there right now, but that's definitely where this stuff will go in the future It's gonna seem like you know a no-brainer in the future that you know It's gonna seem crazy that at one point the entire world used one giant model called chat gpt And everyone had like the same thing with the same data set whatever. so I think it'll be interesting to, to see how that evolves I think despite all of these complex complexities glass health has already secured a significant market validation So they just did a 1.5 million dollar pre-seed round um but led by Brayer Capital back in 2022. And this was followed by acceptance into Y Combinator's winter 2023 batch. I think this certainly adds weight to their venture. Um, and also I think with more than 59,000 users and a direct-to-clinician monthly subscription offering, Glass Health is positioned for growth. I think the company plans to launch an electronic health record integration enterprise, which is essentially offering um, with HIPAA compliance and already has 15 health systems on the wait list. So... Paul also commented on this and said, quote, Glass is different from LLM applications like ChatGPT that rely solely on their pre-training to produce outputs and can more easily produce medical information that is inaccurate or out of date. Um, And so I think while, you know, Glass Health navigates the choppy waters of this whole healthcare innovation and ethical AI use, it also continues to resonate with both investors and the medical community with a total of $6.5 million in funding and four years of runway. I think it's worth keeping an eye on how this kind of ambitious startup is, you know, gonna potentially be redefining the role of technology in healthcare in the future. So definitely one we'll continue to follow. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode, breaking down how AI is impacting your industry. Today's episode is sponsored by AIbox, a no-code AI app builder and marketplace, which just launched a crowdfunding campaign.